Second week of Advent. Gospel is from Luke chapter 3. In the fifteenth year of Tiberius Caesar's reign, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of the lands of Ituria and Thraconitas, Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the pontificate of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went through the whole Jordan district, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the sayings of the prophet Isaiah, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare a way for the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley will be filled in, every mountain and hill be made low, winding ways will be straightened and rough roads made smooth, and all humanity shall see the salvation of God. It might not seem very important to know that Lysanias was Tetrarch of Abilene, if that's how you pronounce it, when John the Baptist began to preach repentance. But maybe it does help us remember the histori historicity of our tradition and the universal need for prophets. The wild prophet of the Georgianian desert is an archetype of all those who call us to our senses defying the social establishment, not looking for approval, exposing the official denial, denials and evasions, simply saying it as it is, even when they are condemned by the authorities as enemies of the people or scapegoated or assassinated. John the Baptist is an Advent figure, preparing the way for the appearance of Jesus on the public stage. Advent means literally a coming towards. He is coming towards us. And as we sense that approach, perhaps we start going out to meet him. This is spatial imagery used to describe a spiritual event that is unlimited by space or time, but it's still happening in human geography and real time today. What is at the heart of the prophet's message? A baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. For many today, these terms have as much meaning as the language of computer programming, but they do evoke important and timeless human needs for meaning, ritual and transformation. Sin is endemic. The world is ravaged by sin, personal and collective, in families, in corporate boardrooms, in churches, in the pollution of the planet, or against the minds of the very young. We might give guilt, shame, sorrow, regret as synonyms for repentance. These are not bad reactions, at least for a while, when we do acknowledge our sins and the harm that we may have done to others. But we should do more than just shrug our shoulders and say, let's move on. The essential meaning of repentance, the Greek word metanoia, is not what we do, but a change of mind, literally beyond mind. 
against the horror of fear and being trapped in destructive patterns of behavior, nothing less will do than a shift in the deep operating system of our attention. It is not firstly a change of belief that we need, but a change of perception, not ideology, but how and what we see. This initiates the process of forgiveness, firstly within and towards ourselves. It's never easy to see how lost, deceived or self-centered we once were. Recognition of this demands reconciliation with the true self that we had rejected while we were in that state. And we cannot forgive others the harm that they have inflicted on us until we have understood what forgiving ourselves means. Why should I forgive myself? He's the one who hurt me. Maybe, and justice must certainly be seen to be done. But if we are to become whole, it's not enough to stay as a victim. We need to be healed, liberated by a change of perspective, by a new way of seeing the whole situation. Repentance goes with baptism. That's a visible sign of what is happening within consciousness. This may have explicit religious meaning, as in baptism, the initiation into a new community, which helps us to keep the change of mind going throughout our lives. But meditation too is a baptism, an immersion in the stream of consciousness, and it has an outward form, how we sit, stillness, outer silence, our daily rhythm, our routine of morning and evening. These are a ritual that express and fortifies the process of changing our mind. It also expresses the smoothing out and the filling, the filling in that Isaiah describes. And it shows us that we have been rescued from the horror and delivered to a new state of hope and health and flourishing. <laughs>